You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. Good, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Randall Beatley. I'm excited for this one. I've been waiting all day. I've had this sort of plan for about two or three days on what I wanted to talk about, and I've been waiting all day to record this. Um, um, typically, the weekend show is used to sort of, you know, I do two shows a week. A midweek and sort of like a, a end of the week episode, and typically the midweek sort of like, you know, what do I things that I like? Like I'll tell you, like next week episode will be like the top five commentators in wrestling, um, and um, another topic that I want to surprise you guys with. Um, and then like the weekend is sort of like this week in wrestling. Let's review the shows. We're not going to review the shows. I haven't watched SmackDown yet. I've watched Raw. I've watched NXT. I I I thought they were good. Um, they but they were your standard, you know, episode of Raw and NXT. Nothing really to dissect. What I did add to the watch list is AEW Grand Slam. And at first, the only reason that I watched it was to see who this big surprise was and I did a whole episode on that um recorded it Wednesday right after AEW and I do want to clarify some things when it comes to the to that show I was not saying that I hated it I don't even hate AEW I don't know where this, this there's this sort of like preconceived notion that if you critique AEW that you want them to to fail and that you hate AEW. That's not at all what the, the case is. I don't hate AEW. I want them to succeed. I want the business to do well. But I also think there are things that they do that make no sense. And one of them is this. It's more so, I think, the fans. And I think it's Tony Khan himself. Um. sort of talking all this shit about WWE when the thing that will get them the most viewers are their stars that were made as ex-WWE guys. If Tony would just be quiet, play the background, sign the checks, and and, and push these guys that have face recognition, right? So I never said that Grand Slam was a bad show. I thought it was a very good show. But it felt like it was WWE. 
if you go and dissect each man, right? If I counted correctly, there were 20 individual superstars on Grand Slam. We're not counting the announcers. They don't count, right? But we're, ta- we're talking, I'm talking about people in matches, were managers, debuted, did backstage segments. I counted 20. Of those 20 people, 12 of them, and I'm not counting Serena Deeb or Tony Storm in this group. If we counted them, it would be 14. 12 of the four, uh, tw- excuse me, 12 of the 20 people that were on camera as talent during Grand Slam made their name through their WWE run. And I'm not saying this as a bad thing. A lot of people assume that we're critiquing them. It's not a bad thing, but what... I never said it was bad. I said it was just another WWE feel, felt show, which is probably why I enjoyed it. And, and my, my if, if the company would just shut up and understand that that's what's... Right? That's going to get them the face recognition. Right? When I see Pac... I don't think, oh, that's Pac. Like, my first initial reaction is, holy, that's Adrian Neville. That's Neville, right? People who only watch WWE the first time they watch AEW, right? If they see Jericho versus Cesaro, if this was their first episode of AEW they ever watched, and the only thing they watched before here was WWE, and they saw Jericho versus Cesaro, or Claudio, excuse me, they, it would have felt familiar to them. Maybe they, they would stay and watch the next match where, where they see Keith Lee and Swerve, where, right? Maybe they grew, you know, saw those two in NXT and it's familiar to them, right? Uh, so I, I didn't say the show was bad. I was just pointing, and, and me calling out that all they, that they, you know, they use another ex WWE is that. This show, by and large, was a WWE show. Every name, twelve of the four, excuse me, twelve of the twenty names used made their run there. And then you debut Paige, which, by the way, I've said this. I'm pretty sure I said it in that episode. This is the best place for her. She'll be able to wrestle, do what she wants. The fans will love her. This is her territory, right? This is for her. She would do so much better in AEW. Than in WWE. I am I'm a thousand percent certain of that. But you're putting her in a woman's division. I didn't watch Rampage, but I saw the spoilers and I saw the clips as it was being filmed um, Wednesday night after Dynamite went off. You're putting her in a women's division where Julia Hart about killed herself taking that table bump. It's a messy women's division. People get hurt all the time in that women's division. Right, and Paige has been medically uncleared twice in her career. So it just, to me, it scares me, right? But overall, let's talk about the business side of Grand Slam. Because right? I thought it was a good show, but let's talk about the business side. Uh, because AEW fans, right? AEW fans for the last month have now said, oh, we've hit a million viewers a week for the last week. Excuse me, for the last month. For the last four weeks, we've hit a million people. But you lost 18% of your audience for your Grand Slam event from the, from last year. That's not a good thing. If I lost 18% of my business for, for an event, 
in a year, it doesn't matter how consistent you are, you, you continue to lose audience. I'm not saying, right, and everyone's like, well, we made a million dollar gate. We also got to understand that last year's Grand Slam event, they were handing out tickets, they were discounting tickets, tickets were cheap. I'm assuming they raised the prices of the ticket um, for this event. And I'm not saying that they're not earning money, but they made a million dollar gate. And how much money did they did they pay to get get paid on the show? That's my thing. You're spending money you don't have, which transitions to this next. I'm just going to make this a segment and call it Shut Up, Tony. How many times have I said just in recording this podcast, the, the what this is like episode 17, I think. How many times have I said already in the first 16 episodes of this podcast, Tony Khan, shut the fuck up. That's there's gonna be a Tony keeps running his mouth, and people are like, "Well, you're a fanboy of WWE. Why do you always gotta bring up Tony Khan?" Because that's the news. I'm gonna talk about the wrestling news, and Tony Khan just continues to run his mouth. This is the one thing that I think is bad business. You're you you've lost your biggest draw on CM Punk. He's probably never gonna come back, right? You, your EVPs are suspended, whatever that means, because you, you haven't, you've completely, just completely forgotten about that whole situation as if it didn't happen. Um, you're losing ratings from event from from year, years past, and you're still sitting in a company where you're spending all this money bringing in new talent, and you haven't made a profit. And then you're going to talk shit about Crown Jewel? I don't know the exact comment, but Tony Khan made a, a made a smart a smart remark um about Crown Jewel and he said something like the only Crown Jewel in the industry is AEW or something like that, right? And he was obviously, you know, talking shit on the Crown Jewel event. Here's my initial response. Tony Khan, shut up. The Crown Jewel event makes WWE more profit this year than you have in the three years you've been open. Shut the hell up, Tony. Focus on your bit, right? People are like, why don't you just focus on what you enjoy? Because Tony Khan won't shut the hell up. If he would have shut the hell up, I would stop talking about him. But he wants to be in the news. He wants to be in the podcast. He wants this attention. And he says stupid shit. He says, oh, we're the crown jewel of professional wrestling while putting on a show that literally is 80% ex-WWE guys. Your, your heart and soul of AEW is ex-WWE people. Just shut up and use that to your advantage. The sh- the, right, like... There's, there's no reason to have to do that. There's no reason to have to make these jabs. Because I promise you, WWE doesn't care about you, Tony Khan. They don't care. This is the sign of a narcissist. He wants their attention, and they're not giving it to him. So he's going to try harder and harder and harder to get their attention. And they're just not going to play that game. He's a narcissist. He's a narcissist with daddy's money. And I've said this time and time again. 
The more he runs his mouth, the more stupid he looks. If he would just focus on fixing his shit instead of poking the bear. Like, he does okay for being the alternative. It's okay to be number two. Because that's all you are. You're number two in the industry. And you're losing ratings. And and, and, and the AEW fans' responses are, well, we're consistent, the, the corporate, you know, the, the network is happy. Well, of course they're happy. Because when you initiated the contract, you convinced Warner Media... That, that, that good ratings would be like 800,000 people. So And you've excelled upon that. And so they think you're doing good. But you're not. I also want to talk about this. Because I, I brought this up and immediately I was brought with the response of... Well, Raw's ratings dropped too. There's always that divert... Hey, Raw's, Raw's going down too. I need y'all to understand what season we're in. What, what does Raw go up against? They go up against Monday Night Football. And this week in particular, they had two games to go up against. They had a 7-30 kickoff, I think, and then an 8-15 kickoff. Right? Typically, Raw only has one game to go against. Right? But they had two. And it isn't... Like, I'm not trying to make an excuse because... Come hockey season, come basketball season, AW is going to have that same excuse. When when which is why they moved to TBS. Come March Madness season, when TBS gets the games, they're going to be moved and they're going to probably lose ratings. And I would understand that. But but at this current moment in the NHL off season and the NBA off season, where there's really no real competition on Wednesday nights. The only show that was on Wednesday night that's a big... You had The Masked Singer and you had Survivor. That's all the competition you had, plus all the reruns that show. But, you, but you're barely scratching by a million. WWE, Raw, just on Mondays, right? Raw, Raw has to go against Monday Night Football, which in and of itself should be justifiable enough to lose some ratings. I'll pro, I promise you, when the Patriots play on Monday night, I'm watching football. I'm watching football. It's more entertaining. I enjoy it a hell of a lot more. And I'm not going to miss my team play to watch something I can record, right, and, and avoid the spoilers a little bit and watch later, which is what I do anyway. Triple H is making it a little bit harder to to want to skip commercials because he's putting all these in. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But if Tony could just shut up, focus on your product, if the fans could just shut up and understand that there's no competition. Let's continue going down competition. NXT on Tuesdays. Well, they got FBI, FBI Most Wanted, FBI International. The Voice are probably the top four shows that are on, you know, network television. CBS is killing the game in these shows, right? Because CBS has the NCISs, they have the FBIs, right? Wednesday, we already talked about it. Friday, uh, I couldn't find anything in my research. That's on right now, which is probably why SmackDown gets a, the highest ratings. Because there's really nothing on TV on Fridays. But my point is, is to shut up. Just, just shut up. You lost ratings from last year for the same event. 
That's all I was pointing out. I wasn't saying that's a negative. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I was just pointing out stats. And people take me pointing out stats or saying anything negative. They sort of, they get angry. And, and these AEW marks, these people who all they care about is AEW and defending Tony Khan. And they just get upset when you just call out basic statistics. In any other business, if you did market research and you lost 18% of your revenue or your, your audience in a year's time, you would, you would want to figure out, well, what happened? Why did we lose 18% of our customer base that watched this? Why are they not, why are they not coming back to watch the same event? I'm not going to make up the excuses of why well, we had, you know, a million dollar gate. Congratulations. But you still didn't sell it out. You just raised the prices on the tickets, my dude. It's not giving away free ones. Right? So I never said it was a bad show. And anytime I critique Tony Khan, it isn't, it isn't a... I hate you, so I want so I want you to, to, to die. It's, this are things I really think you need to work on. Take my advice for a minute. I don't know shit, but neither do you, because you just keep running your mouth. If you would just shut up, sign the checks, hire a booking team, right? You got so much talent that's older, you, you know, that you've come through there. Arn, JR, Dustin, um, Billy Gunn, all of these people that you had, you know, sort of at your finger, Mark Henry, at your fingertips, Taz. You have these people at your fingertips to sort of be your booking team and, and to be your trainers and to train these people how to, how to run an actual show. And you're just not using it. And all I'm saying, this isn't, this isn't like I want you to go away. This is, I want you to succeed, and this is how I think you can do that. It's a constructive criticism, which I think is fine. Tony Khan needs to be able to hear constructive criticism. AEW fans need to be able to hear constructive criticism on their favorite shows. On, on AEW. Right? It makes the product better. Uh, last thing about AEW, oh, last thing about AEW real, real quick. There's apparently a rumor that Jeff Hardy's getting ready to return. And I don't like that. Wrestling is his trigger. Wrestling is his trigger. Tony Khan, you have to be responsible and tell him you cannot, I won't allow you to come back. I will pay you. You could be a trainer or something, but I will not allow you on the road. I will not allow you on TV. I don't care how many times you've gone through rehab. I don't care about. I don't care if you're clean now. Your wrestling is your trigger. It's time to hang it up. And I understand a lot of y'all, a lot of people like the Hardy Boys, and a lot of people like Jeff Hardy. But I'm sorry. One of these days, he's gonna drive drunk. He's gonna be intoxicated, and he's not just gonna get a ticket. He's either gonna kill himself, or even worse, he's gonna kill someone else. And that's not fair. That's not fair. I've said this time and time again. I respect him for what he's done for our entertainment and what he's done to his body, and I completely understand it. But it's not fair for him to, to risk the life of other people. 
It's not fair. It's not fair that he wants to risk other people's lives for his own, you know, whether it's pain control or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. It's not fair to risk another human being's life. At some point, someone's got to hold him accountable. Rehab's not going to be enough. He has to leave the industry. And until he does, I believe wrestling is his trigger, and it's going to be the cancer that slowly kills him. And again, or or worse, kills someone else. That's really all I got to say about it, uh, but I did feel like I had to give my two cents on that topic. All right, so we got a few more things to talk about here. I'm going to try to make this short. Um... I know I've mentioned this before, the Logan Paul-Roman Reigns match. First off, that press conference was entertaining as hell. Um, The only thing I would change is I wish that they sort of had a better set, like a more professional-looking set. Um, But I enjoyed it. I wish these big events, these big matches, had this type of feel. Um, Like, if you... like. Especially if it's like Ronda or Brock who have been in UFC and this is what they're trying to mimic. Um, and it's it's fun. It's entertaining. You can use a lot of stuff. You know, you can use these to create story um, and to, you know, just have a fun, entertaining segment. Um, my initial reaction when I heard this was going to happen um, was a little bit of like, I don't think this match should happen. It's a little bit more like the IWCs where I'm like, well, what did Logan Paul do to deserve this match? But then I sat and thought about it. It's it's Crown Jewel. It's a throwaway pay-per-view to please the Saudi crowd and more so the Saudi prince. You're getting paid a shit ton of money. This is the perfect event to put Logan Paul for the title. Have him have a decent match with Roman. Have Roman retain. It, and what makes it make more sense than anything is with it being a throwaway pay-per-view, no one else that's relevant in the title picture has to take the pin. It's a beautiful example of, hey, this is a throwaway show. This is a money grab. This is all it is. Logan Paul is going to bring eyes to the product. Let's just put him in the title picture. We're not going to give him the title but let's just do it. Let's just see what happens. I think that uh, I think it would be a decent match. It's the, the match that makes the most sense. Um. And yeah, I just I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty decent in my opinion. I'm excited for it. The more that I sit here and wait for it. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about in on this episode is the biggest thing I think going on in WWE. And that is this White Rabbit vignette stuff. So for those who don't know what I'm talking about, at live events starting a few weeks ago, WWE started playing um, this song called, um, I think it's called The White Rabbit. Um, It's a song from like the 60s. Uh, well, who was it by? I can't remember. By Jefferson Airplane. And it, they would like, it would go under commercial break at these, at these like Smackdowns or these, or it would be at like one of these like live house shows. 
and they'll start playing the song. The lights will start flickering or going out. Sometimes they, they'll turn red, and then they'll come back from commercial and no explanation whatsoever. And then they did this, is it this past Monday? This past Monday, they've, uh, they did what Triple H does best, and it's these sort of like you have to pay attention, you have to be active, and and you're watching, you have to be an active watcher. And uh, not Logan Paul. Theory was you know working out, preparing for his match, and there was a QR code, and WWE is now love. They've been in love with QR codes. There was a QR code that said "Come with me." Then the QR code, you scan the QR code with your phone's camera. And it takes you to a website of a, a rabbit. You play like a crossword puzzle. It asks like who killed the world. And the answer was you did. Um, and then it took you to a, another screen which said the date 923. Um, and that's where it ended. And so 923 was Friday night. So people assumed something would happen Friday night. And instead they just got the coordinates to... Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and that's where Raw will be held on Monday, and essentially it's just teasing. Now, there's a lot of fan theories about, you know, what this is. Um, the first is the obvious White Rabbit um, used to be Karrion Cross's name when he was Killer Cross in Lucha Underground, so the initial reaction is this has to be Cross, and I, I don't think it's just him, because it's weird to debut him. Gets you interested in what he's doing, and then sort of debut a new gimmick. Um, that would be weird, um, but but I think he's a part of it in some way, shape, or form. The most uh, the next obvious guess is Bray Wyatt, um, which I think ultimately this is going to be what is known as the Wyatt Six. Now the initial sort of like fan theories about Wyatt Six. Were that it's going to be like the Firehouse, the Firefly Funhouse, like characters, you know, Ramblin' Rabbit, Abby the Witch, the, the um, Huskis, and uh, bu- the Buzzard. I can't remember his name. Mercy the Buzzard. And that they're going to be like those um, puppets are going to be like characterized by actual people. And the list that was first mentioned in these theories was Bray Wyatt, Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, Braun Strowman, um, Dexter Loomis. And that was the five. And then I say it's six because, you know, people then brought in Alexa Bliss as Lily because she now carries that Lily doll again. Um, here's my thing. That, that would make sense. But I think there's going to be a bunch of names potentially that show up in this. And I don't think this is going to be Funhouse. I don't think it's going to be Funhouse Bray. I don't think we're going to see The Fiend. I think we're going to get Bray Wyatt in a new sort of version of himself in a new character. And I think we're going to get sort of an Alice in Wonderland type story. Type gimmick. Um, and... So my people that I think I think there are names that we're not gonna recognize or, or or think of at the moment that could be involved in this. So I do think at the end Bray Wyatt will be involved. I think Karrion Cross will be involved in this in some way. 
I think Scarlett Bordeaux then in Scarlett will have to be, you know, a part of it in some way as well. I do think Alexa is part of it. I can see Braun being a part of it. In my sixth, instead of being like Dexter or someone else, I think a name that would be interesting for me is Eric Rowan. As far as I know, he's not signed to AEW. I know he's made a bunch of uh, like pop-up like uh, appearances on it, but as far as I know, he's still a free agent. It's a name that no one would rec- like would remember or even th- care to think about. Um, another candidate for me could be like Joe Gacy, or I know Malachi Black said he's stepping away, but what if we get teased just long enough for him to come back to WWE? And this is how they debut him in, in this in this fashion. I think we're going to be teased for a while. I think this could be revealed slowly. Um, I think we get Bray at Crown Jewel. I really do. Um, but I think the group itself as the Wyatt Six or the Wyndham Six or whatever they want to call themselves or whatever they'll call them... Um, I think that'll slowly come together, and eventually we'll will this will pay off. I think around Royal Rumble, um, I think they'll pay, they have to play it out. These teasers are fun, and a lot of people are like, well, I I've seen like takes of like, why do we care so much about figuring these things out? Why can't we just let the surprise be a surprise? Well, because the fun of this gimmick right now, the fun of being teased, is figuring out the mystery. That's what Bray Wyatt... I don't consider Bray Wyatt like a horror genre. He's more of like the psychological thriller mystery genre type character. And that's the fun of figuring the, of playing along, is trying to figure things out and seeing all these clues and all of this other stuff. It's fun. It, it's it's legitimately fun to do it and to and to participate and it makes you a more active participant of the WWE universe. Um, this is where I was talking about like Triple H is making it hard to just skip commercials because we might be skipping clues. That that right? So who knows? Um, so yeah, like I said, my six: Bray, Cross, Scarlett, Alexa, Rowan, and Braun Strowman. I think we could potentially even get more than six. There's a lot of characters. Like, my initial thought was if this was going to be like Alice in Wonderland, what if there was like a potential, like a character that represented each character from Alice in Wonderland? There's a lot of characters. I mean, that would be like a five, six, seven, a like an eight to ten person like faction. This is going to be fun, man. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. Um, to see the reveal, because no one knows for sure. But the fun of like fan theories is like you get to sit and be like, "Oh, this connects," and we're, we're people are gonna dig back, 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 and like you could go down this rabbit hole, pun intended, for hours to figure out like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's so good at at creating characters. He's a creative genius when it comes to comes to this. I can't wait to see this thing revealed. I really can't. Um, yeah. So we'll end the episode there. Um, short episode for tonight. Um, and 
I will see you guys on the next one. On the next episode, I have a special topic that I don't want to give away for you guys yet, but we are also going to discuss who I think the top five commentators in wrestling are right now, in my opinion. Um, So come back and check out that episode, and I will see you guys on, on that episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Share Share it with whoever you want. Share the link, Spotify, all the you know, Apple Podcasts. I think it's on Google Podcasts now. iHeartRadio. I think it's on Pandora as well. Share all these links um, and uh, go follow me on TikTok. I think I'm like 20 followers away from being able to go live, which isn't a fi- thing I would use all that often, but it's still cool. We're like 20 away from 1,000. Go follow me on TikTok at we 2 dweto O-D-E-E-P-413. Thank you for listening to the... Um, uh, shoot, I, forget, I can forget my own name at times. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I am Randall Beatley, your host. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.